Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. We're a newly established podcast, which is made up of a bartender and a hairdresser who likes to unwind with a cocktail and a crime case. We'll contain violent descriptions and streams of details following the murder cases. Here's to make a difference in the only way that we know how. Thanks for tuning in to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in back. Um, today we're going to be doing our third episode and we're going to be doing it on a Russian killer. So bear with us for the pronunciation. It's going to be a little bit of a rough one, but we're going to make it through. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be rough. So her name is Tamara Sasanova and she is currently 72 years old. She was born February 5th, 1947. Fun fact. That's my birthday. <laughs> okay, so she was born um, in Russia, and she got dubbed the name Granny Ripper. So, before you get into it, what was her body count when she got caught? Oh, 11 plus. So, she was around town for it. Yeah, she did it from the 1990s till her last victim in 2015 when she got arrested. So tell us a little bit about, like, why she did it. So, um, I think, I don't know. She was crazy. (laughs) Okay, so they did say she suffers from schizophrenia, and she was hospitalized. Hospitalized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was hospitalized a few times during her lifetime. I tried to research stuff, background, you know, like how she grew up I couldn't really find anything because I do feel like sometimes that plays a part into Mm -hmm. killers (laughs) it's really hard to find a lot of information about Russian killers because their judicial system is so much different yeah there's not a whole lot there is some stuff on there but it's like all in Russian and I tried to translate it and it didn't go so well so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I'm not gonna be able to pronounce half of this shit that I'm gonna say but we're gonna go with it we're gonna go in it so yeah she graduated high school and arrived in Moscow and attended their university after going there it didn't give me a whole lot of information about that but basically I'm gonna start at her marriage so she got married to this guy named Alexei Samsonova Alexei's in 1971 so they go to this little house on oh god here i go pronounce this stuff dimitrov street okay and she works at this big fancy grand hotel and she basically stays there for 16 years their life goes normal um she still is suffering through schizophrenia during this time she was hospitalized when they were together mm-hmm. um but apparently the husband didn't think that she was as crazy and yeah. so they started having issues towards the end the crazy thing is like in russia they don't really take mental illness like even in america they don't take it that far yeah they didn't really take it that seriously but they like don't really know a lot about it because mm-hmm. everybody no offense but like everybody over there is fucking crazy yeah I mean, let's be real here. Their stories are insane. All the stuff that I read about them is insane. Like, um, 
three guys, one hammer type shit. That happened in Russia. Like too much to even think about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was really stoked to do somebody in Russia. Except I just didn't realize (coughs) getting the information would be so damn hard. Yeah. Okay. So her husband's having issues with the bitch being crazy. So he comes up missing. And she's like, oh no, my husband's missing. Okay. She, <laughs> she goes to the police. She's like, my husband's missing. I don't know. And they probably didn't give a I shit either. Yeah, so basically they just brushed it off. Like, she wasn't the main suspect. They just didn't give a shit. They were like, okay, he'll be back. And so he like never he just came left her. back. Yeah. yeah. So he never came back. So after that... Tamara, I don't know what to call her, Tamara, I think it is, Tamara decided to rent out a room in that little, her little apartment her and her husband had. So she rented out to this guy named Vlado, Vlad, Vlado, and he didn't clean up after himself and it pissed her off, so she cut his head off. That's a great reason to cut someone's head off. Done. Yeah, she cut his head off, cut his body into pieces. Um, it was reported that she ate like the organ, like liver, and pieces of the heart. So she just went straight raw dog. Like she went psycho from the beginning. Yeah, she didn't really. There was eat no the easing meat. into it. Yeah, she just snacked on the liver. <laughs> Little snicky snack. Okay, so after that, she cut up him, and she's like, wow, I really like this. Like, I'm crazy. I don't she know. figured like, out what she liked. Yeah, I guess she yeah. figured out that's what she wanted to do for her life. So, <laughs> um, she continued to rent out this room. So, one of her friends, I'm not even trying to pronounce this lady's name, lady number one, lived next to her for 15 years in this little apartment and she said, I always seen people going in and out. And no like, one ever so, came out. Yeah, nobody ever came out. So I'm like wondering. And then she was like, I don't know. I asked Tamara, <laughs> Tamara, if, why didn't she just get a job instead of renting out to all these strange people? And she was just like, no, it's fine. Like, I can't work. I have crazy papers. She was probably stealing their money. Okay, so she was just killing them and eating them and taking their stuff. Well, she saved money on groceries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, I was kind of curious, like, if she canned it up. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, it didn't Like, ferment the liver? Like, peppers? Yeah. So she just liked the liver and the heart. Just, like, pieces of it, though. So she had, like, a whole bunch of satanic little books and these rituals buy her nightstand whenever they went into find her her apartment Mm -hmm. okay so after that after a few people of slicing and dicing homie meets this other old lady right and they become like bffs okay this lady's like i don't know in her 70s 79 that's all she was so this Uh is before like she well, gets caught yeah yeah like she, okay yeah so 
Um, yeah, I couldn't find a whole lot on the other people that they murdered. It was just from her diary. They found a diary and she described all these different people. And then they linked it to missing people that was around her area. Oh, God. And, like, just connected them. Yeah. So, um, I only know about the ones I told you because those were in the diary. Now, she met this lady, 79 years old, and it became... Like her BFF, old old novel, old Miss Olvena, um, had some health issues, and Tamara used to go over there and help her out. So Tamara had to have some renovations done. It wasn't very clear. She had some shit done in her house. <laughs> so Miss Olvena was like, "Yo, you can stay with me." So she did. And everything was peachy. And then apparently, Olvina didn't want to wash dishes or something. This woman needs a maid. I know. Let's be real. And it's over like this crazy minor issue. She was crazy, yeah. So, she didn't want to wash dishes or something. And then she just got tired of tomorrow's shit. She was just like, you know, like, I don't want you here. Like, I don't even want to be friends with you. Let's be real. She's 79. If the woman doesn't feel like washing dishes, let her not wash the dishes. Let that granny live her life. She washed dishes her entire life. Yes. (laughs) Like, come on. 79 years? Come on. I mean, you can't say 79 years from what, but whatever, you know. Let that woman live her life. She had her fair share of washing dishes. So, Miss Tamara travels to this country in Germany. And she pretty much begs this doctor to prescribe her penenophen. Oh, God. I am butchering stuff. Phenazaphrin? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he prescribes that... Well, he doesn't prescribe it. He gives it to her on a slickety slick down low. Okay. They didn't tell me, like, what they exchanged for it. But they just said there was an exchange. Quotations. <clears throat> she gave him the cat. Mm, I don't know. She really, you know. I'm sorry. That's not my type. I wouldn't want a 72-year-old <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he gave her the medicine on the DL. And she had, like, 100 pills. Okay. No, it was 50. She had 50 pills. She ground them all up. She stopped and got her BFF's favorite salad. Olive salad. She brings it home. She's like, ooh, boo, got your favorite food. And so, Ovina's like, okay, I guess we're in a whatever space right now. So, I'll eat this salad. So, she eats the salad. And they both go on about their business. And this well, dies. Tamara goes to bed. She's like, fuck it. I'll just... If she... You know, like, she'll die in the morning or whatever. She'll be sleeping. Whatever. So, she wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning to go get some tea. And she sees Olvna's body laying right there with, like, a cup of tea in her hand. And she's like completely passed out knocked out on the floor now she wasn't dead she did have heartbeat well tamara thought it would be a dandy idea to just start chopping homegirl up so she cut off her head while this girl's still alive yeah this while lady. she was alive mm-hmm. hmm. from a saw that she borrowed from her neighbor she's just getting that never gave back 
Because <laughs> her neighbor said that in the interview. I wouldn't want it back either. <laughs> <laughs> so she cut her leg off. She cut, um, I believe, the bottom half. And then cut everything else into pieces and stored in freezer Ziploc bags. To be specific, Ziploc. And... Okay, Karen, high neck. <laughs> stored them. Put the rest of the remains in a bag and threw it in a bush. Okay, so they had um, CCTV, which I just showed you the video. Um, and it was of her with a pot going in and out the back door, getting rid of her friend's body. I can't even say friend anymore. Miss Ovna's body. <laughs> and it was just... Didn't you say that she cooked her head? Yeah, she cooked her... After she cut her up, she cooked her head first. Boiled it down to a sticky substance, she said. Like sticky chicken, but sticky scalp. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm so grossed out. So, (laughs) sticky head... Stew. Stew, and was dumping (coughs) it outside, just like in random grass and stuff. Okay, and so she did this over and over and over until I guess she felt like that was enough. She got tired. She's an old lady, probably probably out of breath, going up and down all them stairs. With body parts. So she she gave up. She just tossed the body in the bushes in a bag. Okay, original. Mm-hmm. Super original. So... A few days later, this guy is, like, walking his dog, and he sees the bag, and he's like, God, that smells. And then he walks over there, and he's like, it's probably, like, animal bones or whatever. He opens up the bag, because human curiosity. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be opening the... Oh, it stinks. Let me open it. It's I would just throw bag. it away, yeah. I'll just pick it up and throw it away. So, I don't know what happened. Like, he tried to pick it up, or he just smelled it Maybe and opened it. Maybe it was really it. heavy. But... Whatever happened, he was like, it stinks, I'm opening it. So he did. He realized it looked like something unfamiliar. And so he called the police and it turned out it was Olvina's body. Poor baby. Yeah, so um, after that, they look on the camera and they see this lady in her apartment going in and out, in and out. Back and forth. They put two and two together. They call her in for questioning. She pretty much admits immediately she's like yep i did it i did 11 more too and so they're like wait what we were just questioning about this yeah she's like yeah i did it you what you gonna do arrest you (laughs) she she was just so cocky so apparently she wanted to do this because she wanted to be famous and look at here i'm talking about her on here so kudos to you granny ripper but not really Okay, so, yeah, that shit is crazy. The fact that this lady... Okay, so, I read a lot of stuff about Russia because I'm just obsessed with the country. Mm -hmm. It's so bizarre. I guess it's taboo to me because we're from America and, like, life's way easier. But, like, they have the blue whale challenge. They have the highest suicide rate in the world. Like, it's just such a very disturbing place to be from. And knowing that people like this... Like, okay, her trial's still going on, right? Yeah, still going... Well, um, the police have not really... People are getting pissed off because they want 
them to release her diary that they found because they would only release a few pages that was just saying um I woke up today quote in quotes I woke up today I had breakfast I had a good nap I stepped on a cat end quote like it was just very vague you know like yeah um I woke up from this nap it was a horrible nap I had some tea next page I cut off Lotto's head and cut his body into pieces. So, it was crazy. And also, she could speak some, a few different languages in her little diary. It had German, English, and Russian all in the book. And it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And she was, like, kind of sort of talking to herself. Well, I mean, in the diary, you kind of do talk to yourself. But she was talking in third person. Like, Tamara oh, did this. And, yeah, but that goes back to the schizophrenic thing, you know? Yeah. Something was really wrong. But she did really love um, Andre Chikatilo. That's his first name? Chikatilo. Chikatilo. Yeah, Andre. She really um, looked after him. Which makes him. sense about the whole Ripper. Yeah, Ripper. Because he was a Ross Rove. Yeah. Ripper. Well, since this is a short episode, I'm going to go ahead and do me a little one okay. that I know about. Okay. The whole diary thing kind of put me on it. So is this a Russian one? No, she's not Russian, but it's another teenage girl. Her name's Alyssa Bustamante. She's a 15-year-old teenager who just had issues, you know, like she really just didn't know her way of life, but she also had like mental issues. She was, I guess you could say like bipolar, but her mom had a really bad drug addiction and her dad was in and out of jail. So her grandma and grandpa her grandparents took care of her and her little sister her half sister and her two little brothers now the craziest part is she kind of planned this stuff out but she didn't plan for it to be elizabeth till it happened now elizabeth is her nine-year-old neighbor she lives like four or five houses down from Alyssa, and she didn't really respect people like she was known for cutting herself and she was just very ugly to other people and like she was very raw and she always exploded on people so like i feel like she just didn't really care she just wanted to do what felt good to her and that was it um on october 21st 2009 Alyssa got her little sister emma who was six years old to go walk down the street and get elizabeth to come play with her so it's probably around like five in the evening four thirty-five. just got out of school and Emma goes walk to Elizabeth's house and asks her and her mom if she can come and play with her. So Elizabeth's mom's like, yes, you can go play, but you got to be home for like six o'clock before it gets dark. So they go play for a little while, what they say. And six o'clock comes around, Elizabeth's not home. Seven o'clock rolls around, Elizabeth's not home. So her mom calls police and they're searching for this little girl about an hour after she goes missing. And little did they know she was already dead. Now, this is the fucked up part. Alyssa had tricked the little girl to follow her in the woods. And she ended up turning around and strangling her 
until she was unconscious. Then she slit her throat and stabbed her in the chest about 10 times. And then she ended up digging a grave. She had two graves that were already dug for her little brothers. She planned on killing them in the beginning. And I guess it just didn't work out in her favor. And she ended up killing Elizabeth. And she dug the grave for her. And she buried her there. So while Elizabeth is missing, the police are pinging her phone. A nine-year-old with a phone. It's 2009. Very common. So they keep pinging and pinging the phone. It pinged three times and it showed that she was in the woods. But she was so far under the dirt. The dirt was so thick that they couldn't actually like detect where she was for sure. So they ended up digging up parts of the um, forest to, you know, get to her. And Alyssa was being interviewed and brought to the site at the same time. And Alyssa admitted that she was digging a grave, but she didn't say a grave. She said, I was digging a hole. And the investigator was like, well, why were you digging it? And she said, oh, I just felt like digging. I just like to dig holes. So he was like, okay, that's really, really weird. They started to get really suspicious with her and they ended up confiscating her diary. Just like we were saying a while ago with Tamara, she had a diary. So they were going through it and they had weird things like she was saying how she wanted to burn a house down and she wanted to just basically like end all these different people's lives. And they didn't really take it too seriously until they got to the very last passage, which was on October 21st, the day that Elizabeth was murdered. And it was marked out in blue pen. And they couldn't figure out what it was saying. They could only distinguish one word. And it was slit. And then as they, like, started to, like, look more into it, it was slit throat. So they were like, okay, we got this girl. So they bring her in for questioning with the grandma. And it didn't take very long. Their their way of, like, getting it out of someone, they would just be really really quiet and they would make them feel very awkward and then they would bring something up that would kind of like push them or trigger them to admitting it so while they're doing the um, interrogation the investigator was like okay well we need to know what you had wrote right here like we need to know what was going on and she admitted to killing elizabeth but she said that she did it on accident they were playing around in the forest and she hit her head and she died So as they're like sitting there listening to this girl say this, they're like, no, no, that's not how it happened. Tell us the truth. And finally, she's like, I don't know, guys. I don't I don't want to talk about it. And the investigator's like, "Okay, one question. Was her throat slit? And she says, yes. So the grandma just walks out. She's like, I can't take this. So she walks out crying hysterically. And Alyssa is booked and they're going further into it. So after they ended up decoding all of it and like getting past the scribbling, this is the passage that was in her journal that got her as a confession. I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling. It's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaking though right now. Okay, I gotta go to church now. LOL. Bye. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. You write that after you killed someone. 
you're fucking psycho. But whatever, you know, teach your own. Um, so after that came out, the court tried to throw out her confession and have it to where she didn't actually confess because it was incriminating and all this. So she appeared in court on November 17, 2009, and she pled not guilty and intended that first and was indicted on first degree murder and armed criminal action because she used a knife in the murder. So like they got her for that too. So in January 2012, she took the plea for a lesser charge so they can, I mean, she was a kid, so they still tried her as an adult, but they gave her a lesser charge and she pled guilty for second degree murder and she was sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of conditioned release after parole. So she's been in jail since 2012. We're now in 2020. Um, I saw a picture of her the other day when I was like looking into all this and she looks beautiful like she's got her life together I think she really got the help that she needed she was a troubled child and you know shit happens but there's no excuse for killing people and the mother will never forgive her for what she did to Elizabeth the sister of Elizabeth will never forgive her they really really despise her which is understandable she took the life of a nine-year-old innocent girl for no reason just because she wanted to do it And going back to the diary, I feel like all these killers want to just, you know, kind of brag about what they did secretly. But they think that people aren't going to find out. They think that people aren't going to hear about this. And it's just mind boggling. I don't get it. But it's a very sad story of how you get yourself caught. Same thing with Tamara. She got herself caught because she was so like reckless with it in the end. She just didn't care anymore. And I just think it's really sick. But, you know, this is what we're here for. We tell these stories to kind of wear awareness to those who just don't really know how to get away from these situations. If you feel uncomfortable, get out of it. Don't just go with the flow because your friends are making you feel some type of way. They're not your friends. You shouldn't be subjected to violence. The world is so full of violence already that there's no point of you even condoning to it, you know? Like, bring peace into the world. Bring more love. But, you know, everybody has their own ways, and some people just, their mind is set up differently. But I feel like these kids are being subjected to the wrong things, and they turn to the wrong things. And medication could be a lot of those issues. awkward like if I'm walking in Walmart I always have headphones in my ears because I have anxiety about being out in public by myself I'm always walking with my headphones in but if people make me feel awkward I'm going to be ugly yeah like if you make me feel some type of way I'm going to tell you back the fuck off yeah what are you looking at yeah it could probably potentially get them to attack me but they're gonna know that I'm gonna put up a fight because you're making me feel some type of way. Like that time that guy followed me in Walmart and made me write a check for magazines because he had me so scared. Yeah. We would have rea- I would have reacted different. I would have been like, bitch, get out of here. Ain't nobody wants your damn magazine. But there's so many times where I've been in positions where I'm like... You I'm, don't know what to say. Yeah, I do the complete opposite of what I normally would. Yeah. Like, I'm such a bitch to people. It's just the anxiety part. I'm such a bitch to people. And then, like, they're like... Do you want to buy a magazine? I'm like, 
where's sure. my where's my checkbook? <laughs> like, sure, how many? And then I gotta cancel my bank account. <laughs> oh god, oh it's the worst. True. Okay, guys, so we definitely got rambled on today, but you know you got two stories in one episode. Holla! We tried. It's gonna be a long week. It is Mardi Gras week, so we have a yeah, lot of stuff. We're going both on. busy, so. Yeah. So we thought we would get this out here. It'll probably be uploaded by Sunday. So y'all tune in for next week's new episode. We'll try and have some spicy little things in there for you. Oh. Thanks for tuning in to Crime Lime and Vodka. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.